That coffee's good, right? Big old cube. There you go. We're live right now. <laughs> I just went in, just so you know, Anae and I, welcome to Rad Parenting, my co-host. Anae Bogue. Yeah, a little different intro right there for you. Uh, usually I prep coffee for Anae and I. <laughs> hey, if there's anyone that wants to sponsor the show with coffee, we would yeah, love that. Bring it. Seriously, I would love that. Yeah. If you have your own company that does any type of... Uh, what is it where they cook the beans and they do all that? I would I would love to yeah, be sponsored. Yeah, and it would be a true statement to be like rad parenting fueled by blah 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 coffee. Because love it. I am so fueled on this show. Yeah, by coffee. Well, because basically what I did was I made you an iced coffee with this new, and I'm giving a shout out to him. We have nothing to do with him, Trader Joe's. They uh -huh. have this new coconut ice brew coffee that uh, my wife Karen had, and she was like, it was funny when it got put in the fridge, she like let everyone in the family know, like, do not take sips off of this or you'll turn into your father and, and start wanting to fix the roof of the house at 3 a.m. <laughs> and, and paint the living room at 2. You know, I, but uh, you were like, I need some coffee. Yeah. You were out of it a few minutes ago. I was, because it's the afternoon. We usually tape in the morning. Yeah. In the afternoon, I have this like dip in my energy and overall brain clarity. Yeah. I'm always like, for me, first thing in the morning, love to get up. As yeah. you guys know, I'll have the coffee, do that. Then we tape the show. But I do, I do love to, and now I'm going into, um, instead of like having a ton of coffee in the morning, I space it out where I'm like, I'll have a cup and then I'll save a cup for that afternoon. Yep, for that afternoon dip. So we can drop into it. For our coffee sponsor, if you want to send anything to us, let's do it. <laughs> Radparenting at gmail.com. Keep those emails coming in. I'm going to hit the Gmail again because I really want some emails from you. You've been sending in such great ones. Uh, Radparenting at gmail.com. Also, can you throw up a review on the show? And I've done this before and we'll do it again. And if you email the review of the show that you throw up there, Anea will give you a copy of her book. I will, I promise. We'll, we'll do that. She'll sign it for you, and you'll get a copy of the book, Nine Ways That We're Screwing Up Our Girls and How We Can Stop. Wow, you know it off by heart now, Joe. Yes. Very impressive. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, and all you got to do is take a snapshot or a little screenshot of the review you write on iTunes, send it in, and then we'll send you a book. And we're going to do that for the first five people that do that, because this episode will go on forever, and we can't give away like 100 books, even though I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, with all that said, I came up with a show idea. You did, Joe. All right. I'm going to start it out with what we were talking about while you and I were brainstorming. Mm -hmm. So as most of you guys know, uh, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm out on the road a lot. I do a lot of comedy here in Los Angeles. And, I, and the thing I love about being a comic is, unlike when you're in a band, if you're an older person, because, you know, I'm turning 50, uh, in the music world, you might not be, you know, welcomed with open arms, but for some reason in, in the comedy community, it's different. You know, I'll do comedy shows with Tom Dresden, who used to open up for Frank Sinatra. The guy's like 75. Wow. Yeah. He's amazing. And every, and all the comics love him. Chris D'Elia, you know, all those guys will be like, Hey, what's up? Andrew Santino. Like everyone respects him. Sure. And, um, uh, obviously, you know, I'm not the level of him, but when I'm around younger comics or on these shows, you know, it's, it's cool because you only get really the material I have from being a dude that's 50 years old. And I've had comics say to me, I can't wait when I get to be your age. Cause I'll have these stories that you tell. And I'm like, yeah, you're not going to have stories like me, uh, opening up for the Ramones or social distortion or the kids stories I have. Cause you are 23 living with five people in an apartment. <laughs> And you're, all you're talking about is watching in each other hook up with different people. So that's, Drinking you know, kegs. There you go. There you go. So, but the other night I was on a show 
And, you know, the, the crowd was made up of people from anywhere from 25 to, say, like, 35. And comics were up on stage, and they were talking about uh, different things. And one of the themes that just kind of kept coming, and I noticed it, and I wrote it down on my phone, was every time the comic was on stage, and this went for men and women, the comic, and they would talk about kids, mm -hmm. they had a real negative attitude about having children. And, and not negative... Because it, it happens in, in my age group too. Like, oh, I have a kid and it's a bum out. And, and I always feel that angle is so overused. Mm -hmm. It's like, take my wife, please. Like, I can't stand that kind of humor because it's just, you know, it's just, it, A, it's, it's not funny and it's old. It's like old material. Yeah. But the attitude, it was more interesting to me of why these, why someone that doesn't have a kid, and this isn't like, hey, everyone should have kids because I, I totally, I, I respect so much. When someone says to me, I am never having kids, I'm like, gosh, that I love that you know that because you won't have the issues that possibly you had or, or having bringing a person into the world uh, Yeah, and you're being so responsible. I yes. love it. So that's not what this show is about. But the show, the show is about that attitude that goes along with, oh my gosh, being a parent, you're going to be so lame once you're a parent. Parents are so lame. Uh, you know, if I have a kid, then I'm going to be lame. And when I was sitting in the back of the room, I was like, wow, I have two kids and I don't feel lame. And my wife isn't lame. And, and then I started realizing, wait a minute, what this person is kind of touching on, and they don't even know it, mm -hmm. is how... And anyone right now that is listening that just had their first child that's pregnant, you're sitting there with your partner and you're like, okay, well, I understand the fear that you might have of losing our identity. Mm -hmm. That's really what the yeah. fear is. If mm -hmm. losing your identity, losing who you are, losing who your partner is. How about this? You and your partner losing your connection. And we've done shows on that of, you know, you got to have date night and all that. But what I wanted to throw out on the table and ask you mm -hmm is that fear that I feel is real. I had it when I had my first daughter. I was, I remember doing things that I just thought you're supposed to do because you're a dad now. And like, what, a, growing a beard, yeah. <laughs> drinking coffee without cream, <laughs> eating the skin on a baked potato. And that you, you actually consciously were like, well, now that I'm a full-blown adult because I have a kid, these are things I should do. Not throwing yep. away any food on anyone's plate, eating it all. Right. Just be, <laughs> do you know? Yes, I hear that's, you. That's been left out all day. Got to eat it. Yep. Not throwing it away. Yep. Uh, there's, still some, there's still some chicken on that bone. And, and like I turned, I was like, that's what a dad does. Uh -huh. um, obviously, I don't know. Maybe all those those ideas and thoughts came in from being watching my own dad. I don't mm -hmm. know, but once again, it was. I almost feel like you start to feel, and and I and you can tell me as a mom, you start to feel like I have to act a certain way because you're you're in this new role mm -hmm. of being a parent. Yeah. So today's show is how, and 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 we know it's possible. And how important is it to really keep our own identity? And, and I know this is going to sound crazy, throwing out the concept of not making your child the center of the universe. Or your parenting hat, the only parent, the only hat that yeah. you, you start to wear. And, okay. and now right now, I know that the newborn parent is like, wait a minute, how can I not make this person the center of my universe because they're, they, they need me? Okay. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is now they're two, they're three. 
you're out at a dinner, you're with other friends, you're in your backyard, you're, you're having a dinner with friends, or we can't have people over now because we have children. We can't have so-and-so over because they don't have children. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Totally. Every conversation about your kids. Yeah. Right. How many parties have you been to where people who have kids, it's the only thing that they can talk about is, is their kids. They don't know what else to talk about. Okay. So let's- Can I throw this out yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guilty. Yeah, uh, of doing that. Yes, <laughs> totally. It's okay. So here, here's... I've been the guy with the photo and the video. Yes, at the Let party. Me show you another one. Let me show you another dude, one. Dude, I was at a. Sh- I w- I've been at. I was. I remember. I was at ACDC going, dude, screaming over the music to show my bro, my son, you know, skateboarding or something. That, that is <laughs> totally sweet. <laughs> and okay, okay so, have you been guilty of it? Um, of course, I'm, I'm sure there have been there have been moments, but I will say, and there are lots of other things that I have, you know, failed and tripped over myself multiple times. But one of the things that I didn't fully realize this until I had a lot of feedback from people close to me, I would say one of the things that I have heard from my inner circle most consistently about myself um, is that when I became a mother, I did not stop being myself. That that. There was recognition okay. that that's a very common thing, and it was something that I did not do. Was was that a conscious decision going into it with your first daughter? Um, or did you? Was I that just something inside of you? Don't I think it was something inside of me that knew, and I think it also came. And I've mentioned this before on the show. I think I probably had a hint of something that I wasn't necessarily fully conscious of that I got from my parents. Right. So for our listeners, if if you haven't listened to that episode or you just don't remember. You know, my parents made a very, very conscious effort to continue to, um, to, uh, uh, I remember they were connected. They had dates. Yes. To they really had their own time their together. Relationship. Yeah. Yes. To the point that sometimes my brother and I still joke about the fact that, you know, how many weekends we spent with one, one set of grandparents or the other. And we were very fortunate to have them. And it was like a win-win for everybody. My grandparents loved to have my brother and I over for the weekend. We loved to be with them because they would give us anything. And my parents got a weekend on their own, uh, to, to party or just spend time together or whatever. And I remember when I was uh, a little bit older, older and old enough to sort of articulate and look at it like, huh, what's going on here? My mom saying very clearly, and it made me angry, long after you and your brother are off doing your own thing as adults, your dad and I still have to be here together. And so this, it, this comes first, last, always. Like it is the, the thing. And I, and I remember feeling a little resentful, like, what do you mean? Um, and, but of course, as I got older and certainly once I moved into my own relationships and then had children, I got it and I'm really thankful for it now. So I think probably that planted some sort of seed that by extension, there's also in there somewhere the need to preserve or nurture your individual identity and not just put on a parenting hat or a partner hat. So, so that to me is where I, where I think we're coming from is we're saying what I would say is for myself and what I would, you know, encourage others to do is say when, you know, we start out as individuals and then often, but not always, we establish a partnership that then yields our, our identity as a parent because we have children together. All three of those hats and you can throw in your professional hat as well, for example, need to be nurtured, need to be kept in balance. None of them will survive in a healthy way. You will not maintain the balance of those different identities if any one of them is put on autopilot and you're putting too much focus into any one thing. It doesn't serve us as individuals. It does not serve our relationship or partnership, and it does not 
as it turns out, serve our children who then will learn to follow the same script. And I use that word script very deliberately because as you ta were talking about like, I thought I was supposed to grow a beard. I thought I was supposed to drink black coffee. Like <laughs> that comes from us seeing other people play this role, right? As parents, as adults and us going, um, oh, I, I guess that's what I'm supposed, that's what this role requires. And I find it really interesting, Joe, because if that happened to you as an individual who consciously pushed back against authority and the script and the you shoulda, coulda, like whatever, if that could happen to you, then for the rest of us, we, we barely have a fighting chance unless we really consciously see the value in maintaining that balance and put time and energy into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that was the reason why I wanted to tackle this particular topic and idea. And, and this show is more of an experience show. I, I feel with, you know, your daughter just turning 21 and mm -hmm. I have a 16 year old that it's almost you and I imagining that there are couples, uh, people with their partners about to have children or they just had their children and, and they have that fear of, wow, am, am, are we going to really lose ourselves completely? And it, obviously you are, there's a part of you that, that's going to change. You know, mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali said something that was a quote of his that I love that if you turn 50 and you're the same person you were when you turned 25, then you did something wrong. And, and I feel that that's the, the journey that all of us are on. Now, I'm not saying that as soon as you have your children, like, yeah, I'm going to still go out and and I'm going to start my new band and I'm going to do all this. Hey, things are going to change because the responsibility. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the biggest factor, at least for me, was there was this huge, immense responsibility that Karen and I had on our, on our shoulders of this, this individual that we had to take over. And that, that right there is, is a, that weighs on yourself. But if, if you start, and, I, and I've seen this happen with, with certain friends, distancing themselves from other couples or distancing themselves from people that didn't have children mm -hmm. or not allowing themselves to still uh, do the things that they did before mm -hmm. their son or daughter showed up, it really changed them. And I, and I hate to say it for the worse. Yeah. Like I felt like I have, I had friends, certain friends, and I'm sure all of us do. And some of the people listening right now, think about that friend that, that before kids, you know, they were that couple and you know, you'd hang and then all of a sudden the kids show up and then they get, you're like, wow, man, you're tight right now. You're like, you're wound up and, and, and wow, like you, you weren't like that before. Mm -hmm. and, and then there's a, um, then all of a sudden it starts creating a distance not only between um, you and them, but it's also that I feel like they, there's that path of like, this is the way a parent is supposed to act. And you really almost want to shake them out of it. Like yes. what you're saying isn't who you are. Like you can still be you. Right. You don't have like, you don't have to do what I did and grow <laughs> a beard and drink black coffee and eat potato skins. Yeah. Like you can still not do any of those things. Right. I don't look good in a beard. <laughs> right, right. And I think the more of us that commit to doing that, and this is sort of how we, you know, move through through society. I mean, we're, we, none of us are in a in a bubble. Is that we get permission? Our own behavior and what we feel internally is acceptable is largely influenced by the circle of people that we move through the world with. And so, if we see other people that we care about and respect taking a stand and being like oh, you know, Karen and I are making a really concerted effort to making sure that we carve out time just for us and that individually we carve out time for ourselves and not just caught up in all I ever do, all I think about, all I talk yeah. about is my, my role in the world as a parent, then uh, that will give other people permission to do the same thing. Can I ask you this question? Mm -hmm. How do you, and, and I might know the answer to this, what's the 
uh, what's the, I, what, what happens if kids only hear their parents talking about them all the time? Uh, that, like uh, just, you know what I'm talking about? You're at the yeah. party, you know, and all that they're talking about is the, the kids and yeah. then they're at the dinner with the parents of the other kids. Mm-hmm. And then all they're talking about is the kids. How, what, doesn't that set the child up for being the center of the universe, which I've heard, I don't know where I heard the quote that that's like the worst thing that you can do is make your kid the center of the universe because then that's how they get the entitlement. And that's how they think everything's about them. And of course, because I grew up with everyone thinking I'm the number one topic. Right. And then that sets up a long list of problems. That and the pressure of, because the child starts to feel like, oh, I'm the center of my parents' world. And so if I misstep or if I choose to step out of that on my own, how how is that going to rattle the foundation? How is that going to affect? I don't feel like our kids should ever feel guilty about uh, and we just talked about this in, in one of our recent episodes about taking space, moving into space on their own and figuring out who they are. And let me tell you that if you are hanging on too tight, the tension, almost like a tree that won't bend and the wind breaks, the tension that'll be created when that child starts to move through adolescence and has the natural and very powerful desire to be an individual increasingly separately from their parents, if the parents are hanging on too tight because, oh my gosh, you're a part of my identity, what do I, it's, this is the empty nest syndrome. You know, I, I really believe that a big part of empty nest syndrome is not just, I mean, the, the natural sort of, let's call it reasonably healthy part of it is, this is a transition. The unhealthy part of it is, I don't know who I am in the world if my child is not in this house and the center of everything I do on the day to day. With that point, we're going to take a break for our sponsors right now. Rad Parenting, Joe Sib, and my co-host. Anaya Bogue. Hey, that point that you made right there, I got to ask you, in your dealings with parents, when you're sitting with a family, do you ever hear from the kids that they say, my parents made me the center of attention and now I feel like I can't let them down? Do you hear that? Uh, not not articulated that directly. Not in that voice. They don't talk and like not this. Not in that voice. No. <laughs> I don't know what voice that is. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is, but it's that it's saying that anxiety ridden voice. That like the pressure of this is too much. The pressure to be uh, because when you are the center of something, just think about take the kid kid analogy out. Take the kid context out, and just think about you and another. Just say you and your partner. Uh, or if you, if your parents made you like the person that they always leaned on, the person that was, they were all about, think about how that felt for you and the pressure of like my whole world. So if I misstep or I move out of this space, what is going to happen to that person? Well, he or she is communicating to me that I'm the center of their world. That makes me feel like I can't step out of that center. And we never want our kids to feel because that would go against their their healthy development as an individual to feel like they could not express themselves or become the fullest version of, the, of themselves because there's no room to do it. Wow. Right now, so many parents are like, oh my gosh. So if I make them the center of the universe, that's bad. And then if I don't, how am I going to cope without making them the center of the universe? Which that was, that's those exact words would go through my mind. Question, Anaya, how important is it for our kids to see their parents doing something other than being a parent? I would say essential. Um, So that means that um, you're, I think always remember that what our children see uh, not only guides them, but gives them permission in their own 
movement through the world, right? So if our child only sees a parent as a parent and not, oh, my mom or my dad is also does this thing out in the world, whether it's a sport or an activity or their profession or whatever, um, or my mom or my dad, my parent has these friends that he or she goes and spends time with. Like there is a world outside of this and they put on different hats. That is going to in turn, like just like you saying, well, I think maybe I was following, you know, things I saw my dad do and made these associations. It's really important to give them an example by showing them, uh, yes, I'm a parent. I am also a partner to your mother or father. I am also an individual in my own right. And here are my set of activities and likes and dislikes and blah, blah, blah. If we don't do that, we are setting them up and essentially telling them that we expect yeah. them to do the same. Yeah. You know, it's it, when you were just saying that uh, for a while, and this is something that's small, but it was something that Karen was really, really into. Um, she was on the softball team mm -hmm. and it was so cool because we would go to her games, Nate and I, and uh, we would, you know, we'd sit there and watch and he loved watching his mom play yep. baseball because when she was on second base, like it wasn't mom, it was yes. number 22 yes. playing for the, whatever team that yep. she was on. And she, you know, she'd be out there and these guys are ripping these balls at her and, and, you know, she's hitting and all this stuff. And, and what I also loved about it was, was it was at a, for our relationship, it wasn't about dad. It was like I was just the guy there. It wasn't like, you know, uh, oh, I'm at dad's work or, right. you know, this is something dad does with yes. mom. It was like, we're going to go see your mother be Do her thing. on a baseball team, yes. a softball team. Love it. And does her own thing. Yep. And, and, and it was really, it was, it was different because it really showed them mom is really good at something mm -hmm. other than, you know, taking Being care a mom. of you. Yes. Exactly. Yes. yes. And I think that was so important. And, you know, with all that said, once again, to our to our listeners, this show diving into that taking the the negativity off of being a parent, I think, is really just really about let's almost like washing the 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 idea of being a parent, and and it doesn't have to be like a negative experience that you slowly are going to turn into your parents because I feel that the generation of parents that listen to this show, we we've really made a conscious effort to not. Uh, make some of the same mistakes and follow the same patterns mm -hmm. that maybe we saw growing up. Do you feel though that like with dealing with the families that you're out there um, working with, do you, do you feel though that 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 same fear of like, oh gosh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fall back into the same pattern as as my parents? Is that is that something that some parents say, or is it just like, because you know sometimes I know there's a there's there's kind of a vibe of like. And I, and I and I feel it sometimes where like yeah I'm a parent and it's like almost like a give up like yeah I'm a dad now I'm a mom now and it's almost like a, a surrendering the flag right well which you know we we face that too with if you think about the whole idea of and this people are not going to like me saying this I suspect but even when I think about. Um, I have a lot of pushback against like bachelor party and bachelorette parties, this whole idea of going into marriage, like life is never going to be the same after this in a really negative way. I think we're essentially talking about the same thing. And it, it comes back to the beginning of like, we have to have that balance between maintaining our individuality, um, maintaining our partnership, maintaining our role as a parent. All three of those need to be fed. I'm, I, again, I'm going to say that there's also the, you know, per your professional self in there as well. But I think it's really, really critical to be feeding all of those things if we want them to all be healthy. And that also means like when you say having kids, we're going to, of course, we're going to change. And 
the best case scenario is that having children brings parts of our, our best self forward. B having to care for another individual brings opens our heart in a way that we never thought possible. There's many, many beautiful things about becoming a parent and ways that we get better. It's when we, we leave behind important parts of ourselves or we leave behind our relationship because we only put on that parenting hat and we think that's what we're supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, or you put the parenting blinders on and you're just so focused on yeah. being a parent. And I've made that, I've made that mistake where, where I look up suddenly and I'm like, wow, all I've been focused on for X amount of time is, is my kids. And, you know, we talked about it a few weeks ago when we did the show on, uh, basically, you know, guidelines, space equal a healthy, healthy, uh, a child. child. Yep. And I feel that once again, this is another one of those kind of shows where that space from being a parent so you can be with your partner so you can still because the germ of the whole idea is, is you and, and your partner or you know even for the people that you know aren't married it's like it's you know it's not about your partner it's about yourself yeah. like hey I still want to hold on to who I am I'm pretty cool and I want to keep that going uh and and, and I, I know how hard it is though to do that it and also requires you, a lot of conscious effort and the, the last thing I'll say though and this, you know, people might not like me for saying this now, is I feel like sometimes you can get a little stink eye if you're not only talking about your kids. Have you ever been in that situation? Uh, as, and I'm sure as a woman, as do you ever go woman, through that? Especially, there is no question that there is still, we are still so much part of, of a society that says, um, you know, moms are the primary caregivers. Um, we look sideways at a mom who decides she's going to go back to work uh, or is going to balance, you know, a career and and being a mom. Um, heaven forbid, you know, dad, dad stays at home. You know, it just, there's all kinds of social programming that we need to look at it and we need to consciously say, is does that work for me or not? Does that work for the path I'm creating I as an individual, as a partner, as a parent? Um, versus just following a script because that's somebody else's script. And and the reality is rarely is somebody else's script going to work for us as well as one that we might create for ourselves. I love that you just said that. Does it work for me? That's such a question we have to ask ourselves. Does this beard and this coffee with no cream <laughs> and this potato skin really work for me? No, I don't want to eat the potato skin. I just want to eat the potato and I want some cream in my coffee right. and I want to shave. Get me a new razor. And, 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 on, and on that note, I think it's really important to be like, let's be gentle with ourselves when we do. Like, let's laugh at ourselves and we go, oh, oh boy, there, look what I was doing. It's so important to do look, that. I, oh my gosh, I just went to that party and didn't talk about anything other than my children. What is going on? And th sometimes we need those little moments to remind us is like litmus tests, like, uh-oh, yep, too far off the mark here. I was, at a, I was, way away. I was at a party uh, over a couple weeks ago and I sit down at the table and before my ass even hit the seat, I was hit with, so what do you think about? And it was this crazy, serious topic like sexting. And someone was like, you, you host the parenting podcast? <laughs> and I was like, hey, I'm not the expert. Anaya's not here. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm going to go get a beer. And I just disappeared. <laughs> and then Karen at the end of the night was like, where did you go? And I'm like, Karen, I can't, I can't just walk in. To, I, was, I was looking forward to some onion dip and a, and a beer. Like I, was, I couldn't dive into yeah. this topic right away. And then she started laughing because she was like, you know, because we've had that conversation. Yeah. Hey, I, you know, I'm down to talk about uh, our kids. I'm down to talk about other people's kids. But sometimes we, we also have to talk about, uh, you know, uh, whether or not you two was any good on this tour through the Rose Bowl or, hey, did anyone get tickets to Green Day or did you see this video? Of, you know, and, that, and I know that those are things that are not in 
you know, hugely important, but just other topics. Yeah. And I think you know? that applies even with your partner. Like if you start to find, and I've been there where the only, every time you and your partner have five minutes, 50 minutes, whatever, that all you talk about is your kids. Look, you're going to talk about your kids because they're the cent- they are the center of, of your, your, they're probably the biggest obligation you have. And there's lots of maneuvering and, and planning and whatever when it comes to kids. But I encourage you, and just as I have to encourage myself regularly, it is essential that you nudge each other to say, uh-oh, there we go again. We haven't talked about anything Oh, we've done that? Kids. Dude, we, I, I'll throw this out right now. Have you ever been in the moment of intimacy mm. and started talking about your kids? Yes. <laughs> Have you ever done that? You're like, oops. Yeah. That's like feeding, uh, that's like, like feeding chickens eggs. Like, hey, here you go. Here's some scrambled <laughs> eggs. Like, <laughs> oh gosh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That yeah. is, I, we've had that moment yeah. where we're like, are we really right now? Yeah. Talking about our kids. Yeah. So, and, and the reason I'm sharing that, and, and, and my wife's going to hate me for that, but everyone knows that they've done that. And I, and I, I think it's, it's so important for you to know that Anae and I, once again, best part about doing the show is, is, is letting you know the mistakes that we've made. Yeah. And, and we're, working, also, we're actively working we're, through our own stuff here. We are literally, <laughs> yeah, we're working through our parenting with you as you listen to the show. And, and, and I think it is so important what you just said right there is allowing that moment in time when you can say to your partner, hey, we're here right now in this moment. Let's not talk about our kids. And I'll tell you right now, you're going to try to do It's like meditation. You ever try to meditate? It's like, all right, I'm going to meditate for five minutes. You, It's impossible. You, you get up to like 20 seconds and you start thinking about, hmm, I'd love a burrito right now. You know, it's just like, you know, so with, with the time that you don't think about your kids, uh, it, it, work on it. Put that, let that be an exercise. Exercise that muscle so that you can actually talk and do and say all of those wonderful things that you did before these two little or these wonderful people showed up in yep. your life. Yeah. Good episode. I think so. I like when we do an episode like this that isn't so um, answer, question, or question, answer, question, yeah. answer. More kind of an experience, an ex- exploration, if you will. We did explore. Yes. We. I, I'm getting out of my wetsuit right now. I feel like <laughs> I had the deep diving suit. Joe is not in a wetsuit. Just yeah. so everybody knows. Gosh, how great would that That'd be? Be hilarious. Uh, hey, with all that said, if you did like this type of episode where we explored a topic that was actually brought on by an email from you, uh, let us know. Rad parenting at gmail.com. Rad parenting at gmail.com. Also send a text. Uh, parenting, the word parenting, to 313131, and you get the show early. Uh, You also find out what Anaya and I are up to and all the rad parenting news. And the last thing is, uh, we talked about at the beginning of the show, if you write a review on iTunes about rad parenting and you take a little screenshot of it, send it to us. First five people to do that will receive Anaya's book, Nine Ways We're Screwing Up Our Girls and How We Can Stop. With all that said, my name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Boak. And we're out of here. Late. Late.